Today I'm going to review the Zhiyun Crane M2 gimbal head for you. It's uh, quite a piece of kit and it's very versatile, but it has some challenges. And I'm going to get to that in this video. Zhiyun Crane M2. This thing is really, really powerful. You can see the little stamp there. I've been filming for my World Beyond show. It's a show on Amazon Prime and, and enjoying that a lot, but I was trying to do a lot of handheld work just because of the nature of the filming and I was having some challenges. So I surfed around and settled on the Zhiyun M2. You can see with my Sony RX100 mounted here that this guy is uh, it's a little sizable, but Compared to other gimbal heads, it's actually quite reasonable. Now, one of the reasons I settled on this is because it's actually got quite a carrying capacity. It says it's supposed to carry about 700 grams, which is something like a, you know, almost two pounds. It's really pushing it there. But this guy actually did very well. I used it in London to film my World Beyond show in London and I have to say I don't complain. Now one of the big challenges of using this gimbal head is it's complex. This is not something you just pick up and bolt on and you think, oh yeah, I'll figure it out in a minute. Definitely not. So one of the challenges of using these type of gimbal heads is they take some learning. I, I was surprised how much complexity goes into these things because when you unlock it, spin it around, the head floats away, you have to turn the camera on, get it unlocked, get it stable, turn it on, balance it out. There's just so much to do on this thing. Let me adjust my camera. There we go. So I found that it took me a while and I was actually getting pretty stressed and frustrated about it. And that's something you've got to know when you go into gimbal headland, there is a learning curve. Now I haven't used this unit in about two months actively, so I had to make sure to refresh myself before doing this video because there's a lot to it. This unit has something like seven different modes, all sorts of hookups. It can hook up to your phone. It has a tracking app. There's a lot to it. Now, I'm gonna show you the basic modes on this thing and just give you an idea. This isn't a how-to of to use the gimbal head. This has just been my experience of using it. The first mode that I like the most is the pan follow mode. And as you can see, as I twist the head around, the camera will slowly rotate and spin as I need it to. This was probably the most valuable mode to me as I was filming, say, in the, the Winston Churchill bunkers or anything like that. The pan follow mode was the most useful to me because it allowed me to move around and force the camera to kind of wave and turn as I walked. Now it has another mode called lock mode. When I just press the menu button, it goes from POV to pan follow to lock. Now the lock mode, this is pretty slick. Let's see if I can get it to turn around. That's another challenge of this is the lock mode, when I put it in lock mode, I can rotate the handle and the camera stays totally stable horizontally. Now obviously me bobbling it around is an issue, but it certainly beats me hand shaking and carrying. Now with the, with the oh the battery's gonna die, sure enough. 
with the <laughs> stabilizer in my RX100, it actually does a pretty good job. And then the stabilizer in the RX100, coupled with the stability of the Zhiyun Crane M2, actually does a pretty solid job in getting around the city. Now, the next mode, POV, what that does is it's supposed to act like me wandering around, moving my head, you know, do, doing this sort of weaving thing. And it's pretty interesting, but you got to really plan to use that because if you just wander around, it, it's challenging to use. You really can't just go out. Well, you can, but you're going to get a lot of garbage film. So that is a challenge there. So if I switch this back to pan follow mode, you'll notice if I slowly turn the head, the camera will turn around. Now, I haven't balanced this unit with the lens in because I've been playing with it the whole time, so I just killed my RX100 battery, but whatever. Now, the, between the pan follow mode and the lock mode, those are the two I've used the most. The follow mode allows me to follow a particular subject. Now, normally I'm not doing that when I'm filming my shows, but it does offer me the ability to change it around. Now, follow mode, the concept is you stay relatively stable versus pan follow mode as you sweep around, the idea that the camera eventually gets around to going to where you want to go. The concept of the whole M2 or the crane and the gimbals is to prevent it from just sweeping around and making it dizzy. But that is what the go mode is for. So if you double-click on the menu button, you'll notice I can now swing the gimbal around pretty fast. It's nauseating to watch, but if you have a soccer game you're, you're watching, and all of a sudden the, the game goes over there, go mode is really cool. Think of it as something called sport mode, where, hey, action's happening fast, you sacrifice some of your ability to stabilize, knowing that you're going to whip around. Now, if you press the button again, it'll go back to the pan follow mode. If I hit the trigger button, that goes from follow mode to pan follow mode. Now, if I double click, I go into go mode. Now, if I press the button again, it goes to follow mode. Are you confused yet? Yep. So if I press the menu button again, pan follow, lock, so you can stabilize the camera horizontally. And then the third is the POV mode. Double click, that goes into the go mode for sport mode. Double click again, and it goes into the vortex mode. Now this is pretty cool because you can get one of those spinning, rotating things. If I use the joystick here and I move towards you, you can see the camera does this cool rotating action. Now. I only used that mode once while filming in the British Museum just to give an effect of, you know, going into this ancient Moai structure from Easter Island or Rapa Nui. That was actually pretty cool. Some people say it's gimmicky, but if you want one cool shot, you can certainly place your gimbal on its tripod that I'll talk about in a minute and just spin that bad boy around. And you can do some really neat city scenes. Now again, super rotating, you don't want to do it long, but it has the capability of doing that. Now the vortex mode, it, it definitely offers some creativity, but that's not the general concept of the crane. 
So if I double click this guy, the trigger, in pan follow mode, that centers the unit and I'm ready to rock again. Now, the power switch here, you gotta push and hold that guy for a while before the crane disables. So that's pretty good there. Now it has a thumb screw, which I wish would be captured, but it doesn't. So that means there is a possibility of losing this thumb screw. Now it has the plate it comes with has two different positions for larger or smaller cameras. If you've got a mirrorless or a high end point and shoot like mine, this could probably carry a lightweight DSLR, but you know, you're gonna be careful. The crane unit does have a quarter 20 mount, so you can actually mount this to a tripod. But my favorite use of this is simply to screw the thumb screw into there so I don't lose it. Now, this unit comes with a very nice carrying case so when you travel around the world, you don't ding up your gimbal. But what I did when I was traveling is I don't have space to carry this big old box. So I just simply put it inside of a Ziploc bag. Yeah, you know, it does come with a iPhone or an Android phone or smartphone holder with a quarter 20 mount and you can stabilize the unit again there. It does have the ability to memorize with this little lock deal to place your stabilization point in there. If you release this alone, come out, see that pin, punch it down, oops, punch it down and then lock. Now the head is completely locked except for rotation. I've clicked this guy in here, spin it around, and now the head is completely locked. Now it also comes with a removable bottom tripod, which I love this guy because I've used this to do ultra low shots and very stealth shooting when I'm doing city work. So not only is it good for holding the crane M2, but it's good on its own. Now, a couple of the things I didn't like is it is touchy and eventually it might gear out to where the camera isn't following the right direction. That's kind of tough. This definitely requires some practice to go over. I, I can't emphasize that enough. It also uses a USB-C port, which they provide you a nice cable with a USB-A to a USB-C. This is how you charge the unit. You can actually run this off of a battery bank, just hook this up to a battery bank, and you can charge this bad boy up. I was able to use this for a full day of filming and the battery never died, so I wasn't too worried, but I carried this in around anyway, so it did a pretty good job. Now this also does have a Bluetooth mode where you can hook it up to your phone. Uh, it has all sorts of capabilities. I found that to be a little fiddly because I had to keep my phone live. I got to keep the Bluetooth on. It eats up the battery. There, there's lots of, I would say not some downsides, but for me, that's a lot of work for the filming I do. You might actually get a good time or good value out of it, hooking up your, your uh, smartphone to the crane and it has a lot more capabilities beyond that as well. So that's pretty nice because you can also hook it up via Bluetooth to your RX100 or other Sony products. There's quite a few. And then you can use the trigger to, or the, the record button to start rolling. 
You can use the wide and zoom to make the camera zoom, but the battery on the RX100 just doesn't last long enough for me to leave that thing on and continue to use the crane in a lot of setups. So that was eh, value for me. You know, it, it's not too bad. Obviously, the bottom of this unit also comes with a tripod mount, so I can mount this to a tripod. Kind of defeats the purpose, but for slow pan follow this joystick, if you just barely tweak it to the left and right, and you gotta be real gentle, the camera does a nice slow sweep, way better than me trying to handhold and rotate on a tripod, actually, because it's a mechanized motion. So that was really good, but you have to just barely, barely touch it to make it work because if you crank the thumb button all the way over, the camera slews too quick and it ruins the effect. Also, a lot of people have reported this button popping off, so do be mindful about that. Other than that, it's pretty slick. You can, it has a menu on here where you can go into menu and change the drive modes and change all sorts of settings. It, there, there's a lot to this unit. I carried it around with the tripod mount at all times. That way if I got tired of holding it, I could just set it somewhere and that way I didn't have to worry about it. So that works pretty well. All in all, I'm very happy with my June Crane M2. Uh, just I have to remember to plan that if I'm going to use this gimbal head and run around, I've got to do a little bit of refresher because it's so complex. Uh, can't recommend this thing enough. Really fun, super light and compact relative to any other uh, gimbal heads out there. There are a few competitors, but this seems to review the best. And here's my review of it. My name's Aaron Linsdow. I'm a polar explorer and professional filmmaker. Please like and comment on the video, and if you found it helpful, subscribe to the channel. I'll put a link to this Crane M2 below so you can check it on Amazon, and if you want to get it, do it for yourself. Thank you very much for watching, and enjoy your gimbling. Mm -hmm.